Jamie and I, Drew Amanda with you here on the Green Zone on this Wednesday afternoon. Trade deadline day in the Western Hockey League. We'll uh, recap uh, some of the moves uh, being made today. Uh, But there were some major moves last week when the Wenatchee Wild traded two of their star players to Saskatchewan. Matthew Savoy going to the Moose Jaw Warriors. And Connor Geeky heading to Swift Current in his first game with the Broncos. He got a goal in his first game with Swift Current. As Swift Current made another trade today. Moose Jaw made another trade today. We'll recap some of that. Saskatoon made another trade today, as it should be an interesting road to the playoffs for Saskatchewan Western Hockey League teams. And Connor Geeky joining us, top pick of the Arizona Coyotes, of course, from the World Juniors, and now with the Swift Current Broncos. Uh, Connor, welcome back uh, to the Eastern uh, Conference in the Western Hockey League. Happy to be here. How are you guys? <laughs> Very well. Um, of course, you spent all your time in Winnipeg. They moved to Wenatchee. Were you expecting this? Was there much co- communication on going, hey, Connor, when you're back from World Juniors, look for something. Uh, we're going to trade you. Yeah, you know, I think, I think me and Sav kind of had uh, had the idea that, you know, with kind of how many times we went for it, right? I mean, there's three years in a row where, um, you know, we made a really good run for it, so... Um, you know, I, I would say we did, we knew we had, we didn't have much left in the tank, but, um, you know, it's, it's always harder once you hear it, right? I think there's rumors that go around like crazy, but, um, you know, once it's finally happened, it's, it's kind of still shocking. And, uh, I loved Wenatchee. I had great billets. Um, obviously you played with those guys for so long that it, it is really hard to leave. When you knew the other side of it, seeing guys come in, what's it like to be that guy coming into the room with Swift Current saying we want to make a run this year. Yeah, you know, I think it's I think it means a lot, right? I think um, you know, them having kind of that much trust in me and, you know, giving up what they did, I think um, you know, it, it definitely goes a long way and I'm obviously really excited to kind of be a part of, you know, what they're trying to do here. Connor, when you come into the situation, you're looked upon as the guy. You you're the guy that is going to take them over the hump. Does that add any extra pressure to you? Uh, I think being the third child, I kind of like the pressure. Um, <laughs> I, I am too. You know, I'm the third. I'm the third. I'm the baby of the family. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think, you know, I, I always love playing under pressure. I love playing in the big moments. And, um, you know, I told our head coach uh, kind of when I got here, um, you know, I'm not coming here to lose. And, um, you know, if I have to play 30 minutes a night to do that, I will. And I have to play 15, uh, I'll play 15. I think I just want to, obviously I want to play as much as I can. And, you know, I still care about kind of my, uh, my own kind of personal goals that I have, but I think, uh, just knowing how much I hated coming into Swift Current and playing, um, you know, <laughs> it's happy to be, I'm glad to be on the other side. What's changed about you since you first came in the league and, 2019, is that right? Yeah, I played a couple of games when I was 15 yeah. in 2019 and then the, the bubble year. But um, I think, you know, the the funny thing is, is it's, you know, my skills have kind of always been there. It's just been kind of how I go about my business. I think, you know, I'm a, obviously still a very loose and, you know, kind of 
happy-go-lucky guy, but mm-hmm. um, for me, it's I definitely found the, the happy medium. You know, I really found a way to uh, to balance that and, you know, be more dominant on the ice, I would say, just using my body a lot more and, and trusting those skills and picking the time and place to do it. So, um, you know, I've really enjoyed kind of the journey of it, and Arizona's helped out a ton as well. But, um, again, you, they can only help out so much, right? You kind of got to do it yourself sometimes. So, um, obviously, I would just say trying to be more dominant, kind of playing the, the both roles while obviously uh, still uh, scoring and, you know, making the plays. Connor Geeky joining us, newest member of the Swift Current. I guess I can't say newest member of the Swift Current Broncos. They traded for uh, another player today, second newest member to the uh, Swift Current Broncos uh, after the deal uh, last week. Um, not sure of Matthew Savoy's health after the World Juniors, uh, but uh, 19th, 20th Swift Current home and home against Moose Job. Play again later. Uh, you two were drafted side by side. Teammates now will go against each other. What will that be like? Do you thrive going up against now Matthew Savoy and the Moose Jaw Warriors? Yeah, I think, um, you know, me and Sav have kind of done everything together, right? I think we've we've been through it all, and obviously he's become one of my best friends. Um, like I said, I'm a pretty ultra-competitive guy, so uh, obviously knowing a couple guys, on Moose Jaw, who I played with uh, through the through the World Juniors, there there's been a lot of bickering and a lot of uh, a lot of texts going back and forth. So um, definitely, definitely looking forward to that game. It's uh, it'll be marked on my calendar, that's for sure. Uh, Connor Geeky joining us. You said about Swift Current going in one of those barns you hated playing. Was it the Cowbells? Is that, is that what got you, Connor, when Winnipeg came in? I think it was just you know everyone always would say you know they're they're in the bottom half of the league or, or whatnot, right? And, you know, you come in here every time and they always made it a game. I think, you know, they always, you know, put their best foot forward and that's kind of who I am as a person is, you know, I'm not going to do anything, pardon my language, but half-ass, right? So um, just really trying to kind of bring in that side of the, the culture for me and bring in the, the hard work of practice and kind of pushing everyone. So, um, yeah, I think it's, they just always put their best foot forward. And, you know, whether you're, you know, when we were in Winnipeg, we were obviously a highly touted team and, you know, they never backed down. So a great team in Winnipeg. You guys were stacked. What is the key though, in the playoffs to taking a talented team, a good team and reaching that pinnacle? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously we fell short uh, yeah. for those three years. But, um, you know, I think the thing with us is that, um, you know, you need all 23 guys to contribute, right? And I'm not saying, um, you know, Winnipeg didn't do that. I think we, we obviously fell short. But, um, you know, I think every single guy needs to kind of understand that, you know, maybe you're not going to play the role you did in the regular season or, you know, maybe sometimes the pucks just aren't going to fall in, or you know, they're not going to not going to get your bounces, and it's just about staying with that. I think when it comes down to everything, um, you want to win just as bad, or I hope most guys on our team want to win, uh, right? So you kind of just obviously um, expect that out of everyone, and I think this group is 
just for me being here only a couple of days, they, they want to win more than anything. So I think uh, they will have no problem with uh, just understanding that, uh, honestly, it doesn't really come down to skill. It just comes down to, you know, who wants to win more. I got kind of an off-the-wall question, Two, two-parter. Number one, did you have any choice in your life except to be a hockey player? And what were the uh, shinny games like between your dad, Morgan, uh, sorry, I don't remember your other brother's name, and you? Noah, yeah, no. Noah, Noah, right, right. Uh, yeah, no, so, um, you know, there was a point in time where, um, you know, I didn't even know if I was going to play hockey, right? I, really? You know, I was... I always was a you know a really good baseball player. Um, sorry, I shouldn't say really good. You know, I <laughs> I was probably an above average baseball player, and um, you know I kind of had that feeling during COVID where um, you know everyone has those rapid COVID thoughts, and I uh, you know I, I knew baseball was going on over there in the states, and kind of just thought to myself, well, you know, I'm kind of sick and tired of waiting around, and you know nobody really knew how long. COVID was going to be right so um, I was you know kind of had it in my head maybe I could just go play baseball wow. um, but no it, uh, it obviously I think it worked out probably better than the other one did but, um, <laughs> yeah, 11th sure. overall is not bad Connor I think that's okay uh, yeah no for <laughs> sure so uh, that, that's kind of one way how I looked at it um, obviously I think you know, I would have been too big of a baby to even pull the trigger, but uh, <laughs> it's definitely a thought. And you know, the shinny games with my brothers—they were they were unbelievable. I think um, <laughs> you know, maybe some people run into you know their brothers saying, "Oh, you're too young." Um, you know, my friends just we want to play with just us kind of thing. And they always were you know super inviting and in, and in having me play and. Um, you know, letting me be a part of whatever team it was. Um, and I think through the years, um, you know, Noah was obviously a really good hockey player as well. So um, he uh, he pushed pushed me and so did Morgan and um, my dad as well. But I think now uh, if we had, a you know, another, another tournament, I think I might be able to pull out with it. Okay, I'm going to go fast forward here. You never went up against Morgan in the dub because, of course, age difference. But, uh, you know, what about the first time you maybe hit the NHL ice against Morgan? Yeah, no, I think uh, it's come up in a conversation, uh, you know, with our friends and obviously our family. But um, I think, I'm, like I said, I'm the more uh, definitely the most competitive of us, competitive one out of us all. So. Um, you know, that first face off, there's probably going to be a lot of, a lot of bragging rights on the line, but, um, he's better at face offs than I am, but I'd say I'm, I'm better at scoring goals than he is. <laughs> get a picture. Make sure you get a picture pregame. Warm yeah, up. We will for sure. Yeah. And is it, Noah's a baseball player though, right? Baseball player. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 But Noah, Noah played triple A too as well though, didn't he? Yeah. He was, uh. Yeah. I believe he was drafted uh, like the third pick in the second round in the dub. So wow, uh, like I said, good he player. was uh, yeah, he he was obviously really good. He was probably the most uh, coachable out of us out of the three of us. <laughs> he, uh, you know, he always he always kind of played the the right way, and um, I definitely probably got the the most creativity uh, out of Saul, just learning from Morgan kind of for a long time and. Um, 
but yeah, I'd say Noah is definitely uh, obviously a really cerebral player as well. Uh, Connor Geeky uh, with us here on the Green Zone. Of course, we look forward to see what's the damage he'll do with the Swift Current Broncos down the stretch and into the playoffs. Connor, thank you again for joining us. Thank you so much, guys. That's Connor Geeky now of the Swift (laughs) Current uh, Broncos. Another trade just came down in the WHL as the uh, Moose Jaw Warriors made a deal uh, for a goaltender this afternoon. So they pick up uh, the goaltender from the Medicine Hat Tigers, Evan May, to help their depth between the pipes. Uh, so loading up. Saskatoon's <laughs> made another trade for a defenseman today and a three-team deal with Colonus with Current made another deal. Well, this is because one team does it, right? One team does it, and then the other ones go, oh, we got to do something else. We got we to gotta add as well. It's, it's, it becomes the arms race. That's great. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, yes. And uh, so Current, now, now that, you know, May has been an okay goaltender, uh, hasn't r- kind of split the net in Medicine Hat, has two shutouts this season. So uh, I'll be interested to see how he adds to Moose Jaw's uh, playoff run with that trade today. More coming up here on the Green Zone. Daryl Davis will be coming in with a double take. Also, a little later on in the show, we'll put in the rafters in the Coaching Rant Hall of Fame here on the Green Zone, a new one. Uh, thanks to the Raptors head coach last night. This is 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Jamie Nye, Drew Amendo with you here on uh, the Green Zone as uh, a WHL trade deadline day. We'll continue to bring you up to date. Uh, Britton Gray will be uh, going over to talk to the Regina Pats general manager, uh, Alan Miller. Um, we'll see if the Pats do anything. If they, they would actually be more trading more of their core players for more assets, as we've already seen them do with some of the players um, earlier as Alan Miller got out ahead of it. Uh, for the WHL trade deadline. Daryl Davis is uh, coming up, and we'll talk about a CFL rule change. They want Evidently, the CFL wants to go the route of the NFL and have less kickoffs in the Canadian Football League. Jamie Knott, Drew Remenda with you here on a Wednesday afternoon on the Green Zone. Stay tuned a little later on. The Green Zone Coaching Rant Hall of Fame has another inductee after what happened last night between the Raptors and the L.A. Lakers. It's great. <laughs> Darko Ragic. Well-deserved. Loses his mind. Well-deserved. Uh, just the... Uh, I'll play the full rant later, but just here's a little tease on the rant that's going into the uh, Hall of Fame a little later on. That's outrageous. What happened tonight? This is completely BS. This is shame. <laughs> shame on what happened to the Raptors against the Lakers uh, last night. Uh, so we'll uh, put another inductee in the coaching rant Hall of Fame here on the Green Zone. But right now, it's time for a double take. A double take with Daryl Davis. Uh, Daryl Davis uh, here. I'm, let's do a double take right off the bat on Dave Naylor's tweet from Nashville, Tennessee. 
on the rule change that now the, the CFL rules committee is looking at because of player safety, um, a rule change that would drastically reduce the amount of kickoffs in the Canadian football league. Well, Jamie, <laughs> hi Drew. Um, hi, they, uh, if they take out the kick, it would just be like the NFL, you know, after a team scores a touchdown, I got 10, 15 minutes that I can do whatever I want. I can go return all my emails. I can write a newspaper story. <laughs> you I don't have 10 dinner. or 15 minutes oh, worth sure. of emails. Who are you trying to kid? <laughs> yeah, but it takes me 10 minutes to, to, no, uh, no. You, you know how many committees this guy, the football reporters <laughs> of Canada, yeah, Hall yeah, of Fame, point. Regina Sports Hall of Fame, yeah. uh, and on and on and on it goes. And it's, it usually is about a 10 or 15 minute break, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You have a commercial, then they kick a con. Convert, then they kick off and it goes through the end zone. Nobody, nothing, you don't miss anything there. And then they scrim it. They have more commercials and then they scrim it. So if the CFL wants to do that, I don't even know who their advertisers will be, who I won't be watching because I'll have 15 minutes of time that I can catch up on things. And I realize it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna, to what they're going to, this is what they're going to do. I just, this is what I feel. They're just going to scrimmage from the 40. There's going to be no kickoff. You well, score a touchdown, you're going to scrimmage from the 40 yard line. That'll what, be that. What are you going to do then about short kickoffs that are required late in the game? Jamie? Well, if you can, if you want to retain possession, mm-hmm. you can. It's either going to be a short kick you can try, or uh, it's one of those gimmick, you know, third and fifteen or third and twenty. You have to execute to get a first down and then continue down the field. Yeah, they're going to have to think of something because late in the game, otherwise, it's decided if you don't have a chance of recovering a short kickoff. And my my other point is that if they're going to do that. That means to the that means the CFL doesn't care about kickoff returns or long kick returns. So you may as well take out field goal returns too, and then just move the goalpost to the back of the end zone, which is the smartest thing that the CFL could do yeah, in well, a that decade. Is that so, is true. That so true. you know, if, if kickoffs don't matter, let's just change the game and take those out. Too. Can we get rid of the rouge too? Can we, the, the, I like the rouge. Sorry, the rouge. Jamie, I agree, oh disagree gosh. with you on the rouge. Just, just, <laughs> rouge is a point for failure. But what do they, is it one of the reasons that the NFL changed the way that they did was because of the, the CTE and the, and the concussions yes, yes. and all mm-hmm. that controversy. How much of that plays into this decision for the CFL, do you think? Well, the CFL always kind of takes follows up, right? A lot of the studies that are done, the CFL can't afford them, so they kind of rely on the NFL. And the NFL has proven that more injuries per play occurred on kickoffs. It was the un- yeah. most unsafe part of the game, so that's why they started taking it out. And to be honest, remember, they haven't taken it out completely. Occasionally there is one, and there was one mm-hmm. return the other night for it. A kickoff return for a touchdown. So it does happen on occasion, but it sure makes the game boring. And so, gee, and the fair catch rule on punts. I, n- I think the NFL should change the rule that on a kickoff, if the field goal kicker actually gets a field goal, he also gets three points. That's I, an I interesting think- one. Sure, add that, Jamie. Let's just really <laughs> change the game of football. And let's just. If just- you can boot a ball, how long is that? Yeah. Because they kick it from what, the 30 now in the National mm-hmm. Football League? So. What would they that can, be? 70, 80? That would be an 80-yard kick through upright? Sure. Yeah. Give them some points. Some of these guys can do it. And they should change the name of the sport now. It's no longer football. Call it spheroid ball or something, right? Well, because foot it, doesn't matter This is why I always anymore. talk. It was interesting. My son asked me about this spheroid the other day because uh, my son watches Peppa Pig. And she said, why does, he, why does Peppa Pig call soccer football? And I'm like, well, it's actually football. But football is football here. And I'm like, well, it's kind of like. 
Canadian rules rugby is really what it is more than uh, footy, the and it's beautiful not, game. It's not football anymore if they're taking all these rules out. And the NFL has already changed the, the way you approach the game. It's not football anymore. It's kick oh, the, the right. Uh, Right? God, Daryl, for well, crying out loud, bro. It's, Once well, take your Canadian what, jersey off what's it and look after? at that game. You can't tell me, like you said, the game is boring without kickoffs. And this, the NFL game isn't boring. I mean, we at least be oh, honest I love about watching that. It, but I mean, for crying out loud. They're taking more and more of the exciting plays out of it, Drew. And the kickoff returns and punt oh, yeah. returns are the most okay. are the most exciting parts of the game. Field goal, re- missed field goal returns. It's like a penalty shot is the most exciting thing in, in hockey. Give me a break. <laughs> that guy either scores or he doesn't. It's not the most exciting play in hockey. No, you're. Well, I you're, don't think. I don't think it is the most exciting to play in hockey. But kick kick returns. The Canadian, people you guys people are, get on the edge Canadiana. of the seat whenever yeah. there's a kick return. Here we go. They They're the most dynamic the playmakers. They also and all get on the edge stuff. of their seat when the guy goes long and and they sure. throw the ball really long and or they also get in their edge of the seat when Taylor Swift is shown on the uh, is shown on the big screen. There's a lot of different reasons they get they get excited. <laughs> All right. Take your Canadian jock off and start looking at, at the game. Not a chance. Not a chance. So the, uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. We're from Canada. Maybe we're, maybe, we're from Canada. Maybe they won't change the rules, but you know what the CFL loves to do? They love changing the rules every off season for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, just have to tinker all the and if they time. don't, if they don't, it's great to have a debate about it, isn't it? What about the dribble kick? They're talking about that one in Nashville too. I, I, the dribble kick is an, a unique one. I like the way the colleges do it, that if you kick it and recover it over the line that you have to get to make your first down, then cool. But the fact that you just kick it over the line of scrimmage and recover it on the other side, and then it's your, then it's a first down, nah, the yeah. college rule is better. Wow, okay. Evidently, the two double Ds, Daryl da- Davis and Dave Dickinson, have the same opinion on this. No fun Dickinson and no I, fun Daryl. I like Darryl the rule, but you can still allow it. Quirky dribble kick. It's defend it better. <laughs> Former referee. That's uh, that's, that I'm, says it all. I'm says in, it all right there. I'm handing in my referee card after last night watching that. What was that? Twenty minutes, thirty-five, forty-five minutes for an offside call in a two-one hockey game. That is a great. Oh, that is goodness. a great place to call a timeout on double take with Daryl Davis. Coming up next. Are they still reviewing the play they from the Oiler-Blackhawk game last night? And Is it still under review? And we still don't know if it's onside or offside. They just guessed on that one. <laughs> That's next on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Jamie Nigel Romenda and a double take with Daryl Davis uh, here on the Green Zone. Last night, uh, Edmonton, uh, n- not really cruised, uh, more like, coasted to a 2-1 win over the Chicago Blackhawks. There was a goal to make it 3-1, but after a lengthy, 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 lengthy review... 15 minutes. uh, What's that? Around 15 minutes. They uh, said, nope, it was offside on Leon Dreisaitl, no goal, which led to these comments from Connor McDavid afterwards. If it takes you 15 minutes to to determine if it's offside or not, um, it probably doesn't really matter. Um, (laughs) You know... um, you know, I talked to the linesman after. Ultimately, it's not a, not their call, I guess. You know, obviously they said it came down from the league, but you know, you zoom in, you zoom in, you keep zooming in until you can't zoom in anymore, and I guess it's offside. <laughs> Good for him. Good for him. He's absolutely right. Absolutely, he's one hundred percent right. Yes, he is. I've Good always said this: if you're going to do video review, you have. I, I say 90 seconds. If you don't see it in 90 seconds, it's not an egregious mistake. Yep. Move on. Yeah. Then just go with what's called. Right. Absolutely. If, what, all you have to do is look at that play. First of all, I think it's I, I, I think it's onside. I think it's an onside play. I thought but so second, too, Drew. To be honest, yeah. yeah. Yep. 
But second, does he gain a competitive advantage nope. on that play? Does Leon Dreisaitl and the Oilers gain a competitive advantage as far as is it a foot offside and because it was the players quit on it or something? Is there a, a vast competitive advantage for how he picked that up and then the defenseman let Hyman go to the net uncontested? I mean, to me, it's it's again, it's the ripple effect of of the one bad or missed call that will never be missed again. To the point now, we've got this type of stuff going on. So inconsequential, inconsequential to what happened afterwards. You're right, Drew. That it, it didn't change anybody's approach to the game to the to nope. that play. It just kept going on. So, you know. And added to that, it was a horrible hockey game. Edmonton had like 15 shots. It's the last they've had. It's the first time they've had like 20 shots or less in like two and a half years. They just kind of coasted through it. And poor Connor Bedard, not only a broken jaw, but he's going to have to return to that roster. I don't know a soul on that team. No, you got Jason Dickinson. Uh, yeah, okay. Ferris a Hall of Famer. Well, he might be an all-star. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, he might have to be, right? Korchinski may hey. turn into something. You're right. He looks pretty he's, good at the moment. He yeah. plays he yeah. plays very well and he's gone through a tough stretch and he's still playing his ass yeah, it's off. Good. Yeah, so that's but a good point. You'll make. forgive me if I don't shed any tears for for Chicago. No, none of us do. Nor should we. <laughs> no, you're you're not quite getting what I'm saying here, Daryl. You'll forgive me as I'm working for the San Jose Sharks, <laughs> not shedding any tears for Chicago. <laughs> They, 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 they lost the lottery. Uh, I know. On that one. I know. Uh, they win so, a lottery and they get a. Uh, was a I Brian saw Brian Burke. last night, by the way. Uh-huh. I saw Brian last night. He's, How he's, else? He's, did, you were telling me you ran into Ty Domi. You had a conversation yeah, with Ty. Toronto. Uh, Brian Burke's hanging around. Yeah. yeah. That's what, were, well, it's Toronto. Too bad you were in Nashville. Center. You could do some CFL stuff for us, too. Center of the universe. Yeah. Seems yeah, that I'm, way. I'm, well, I'm, Drew would rather be in Nashville than. Who wouldn't? Toronto, but. He's in Montreal for tomorrow's game against the uh, Montreal Canadian. Uh, okay, uh, you mentioned Connor Bedard. Now, are they actually going to replace him with a Chicago Blackhawk, or can they just throw Leon Dreisaitl on the All Star team? Like, well, can we just do fans, that? No, you have to replace him from because you have to have a team from a, a guy from every team. Yeah. Do you have so. like? Do you have to, or can they actually now that there's an injury say, no. okay, we're going to go with no. Leon Dreisaitl. You pick somebody else. You got a guy from your own team, it's like Tom Wilson, when Alex didn't want to go. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie, you know the answer to that. You're just trying to stir things up. This is the dumbest thing. I know it is. Yeah. Someone texted, well, what if the All-Star game was in Chicago? They went, well, it's not in Chicago. It's in Toronto. So, hey, for injury replacement, Mitch Marner or William Nylander or another Toronto guy to guarantee his spot. Toronto's going to stuff the ballot box to get those guys in. They're going to be playing for sure. Yeah. But. Your fans can vote. There's there's names out there. You can Leon Tanner Janot. Yeah. Uh, hashtag NHL All Star vote. Janot, you, know you want to Tanner Janot you know for the NHL. <laughs> How's that go uh, in that campaign? I, I don't know. Uh, we haven't seen the results there. yet. Cool. I'm hoping when Tampa like discloses the results to their team, it's like Tanner Janot you know has more votes than Victor Hedman and some of the other guys in there. Regional, right. all from Saskatchewan. <laughs> yeah, all right. of course. Uh, speaking of Saskatchewan, before I let you go, we're going to circle back to the Canadian Football League. Double take on the restructuring of Trevor Harris's. Deal. You were pondering at the end of last year, do you want to bring back a 38-year-old guy with a mm-hmm. tibial plateau fracture? But what do you think now? Well, right from the beginning, it sounded like uh, Corey Mace, the new head coach, and Mark Mueller, the offensive coordinator, wanted him. They were committed to him. Of course you do. When you're a new coach, a new coordinator, you want a veteran quarterback. They don't like rookies, and it's tough to find and develop a quarterback. 
I'm still not certain, Jamie. I, you're 38. What does that say about your future? Good for him for resigning. We said he was going to have to restructure, and he did. He, he's obviously taking less in his contract this year. So good for him for doing it. That shows that he wants to be here. That's important in Corey Mace's mind. But I don't know. It's still that's still a big question mark in my so mind. So should they chase Drew Brown? I don't think they're going to get Drew Brown because they've just recommitted to Trevor Harris. He wants to go someplace he has a chance to be a starter, and that's not here. Other well, is Ottawa. They like Dustin Crum. They're going to restructure Jeremiah Masoli's contract. Would you do that? Restructure Masoli? Not likely. But once again, <laughs> it's veteran coaches. Yeah, veteran but. coaches want vet- all coaches want veteran quarterbacks, right? So. I, you can see why they want to do it, but they're... Well, Tommy Cundell knows Jeremiah very well, the new offensive coordinator there. Uh-huh. So, And he's had some serious injuries the last couple of years, too. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of money to pay for somebody with a big question mark after their name. But we have time for one more. Uh, your Miami Dolphins. I heard. They're missing half the defense. I heard the preview. I was watching I was watching the scroll go underneath an NFL telecast the other night, and it's like six Dolphins won't be playing in the in the game in Kansas City. I'm going... Uh oh! Are you gonna be Are you gonna be able to watch it? Do you have the ability to stream oh, it in Canada? In Canada, Canada yeah. it's fine. I get it. On oh, PSN, is it? Right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't right. have to pay yeah. 110 people million are, to watch it. People are complaining down in the states like nobody else's business. I would think they're so mad that it's getting streamed. Isn't that the way are, Paramount wanted it? Uh, it's yeah. a Peacock. I got Pe- it wrong. Oh, it's Peacock. Oh, it's Peacock. Geez, I'm not peacock. Paramount Plus. That's that what they wanted. Yeah. I listen to your show. What's his name? Um, Ellison just bought. Just put a big cash deal down to try to buy Paramount. I don't know if it went through or not, but. And what 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 did our guest say? Peacock's next biggest thing is like the Housewives, the Real Housewives of Miami, oh or something. Is the next like if you're not if you get the the Peacock, that's you better like that show because that's all they got right now. So, but they paid 110 million dollars to just stream one game. Oh but, but it is a dolphin, so it's probably money well invested. I think it, I think it I think it had. More Never to do with Patrick Mahomes and yeah. oh, did it? the Kansas City well, see, Chiefs. And... That's the good thing about the Dolphins suffering on defense because Kansas City's offense is absolutely horrendous this year, so the Dolphins still have a chance. Well, it's not horrendous. It's just down just not, from it's not, the usual it's not the Kansas City like. Just think if they had a guy like Tyreek Hill playing for them, how good they might be. <laughs> yes, he gets to return to Kansas City.